entertainment and disability, one podcast at a time. This is the Aaron's Journey Podcast. I'm Christian Potenza. I'm the voice of Chris McLean, the host with the most. I'm the voice of Jude Lazowski from 16. Sweet. I'm also the voice of Trevor Troublemeyer from Sidekick. Eric, you're bothering me. And I'm also the voice of Dirk Danger from Almost Naked Animals. Ha! Yeah, you wouldn't know that one. Because it doesn't sound like the other three. Anyway, come check out Aaron's podcast. We're doing it. Hello everyone, this is Aaron Konski, the host of Aaron's Journey, and today I have a very special guest with me here today. Today I have somebody who is known as Chris McClain from Total Drama Island and Jude from 16. Would you please go ahead and introduce yourself? The following be performed by an animated host. Do not try any what you see here. Seriously, Aaron will mess you up. <laughs> McLean out. Dude, it's totally unharshing, my mellow, that you and I get to snack in the atmosphere here on your podcast. In a place where we belong. <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> you got me there. So so how you doing, Christian? I'm doing really well, man. Um, you know, given the the time of this era and that we live in and the way we've been flipped upside down and inside out and it got real quiet and real loud and it got real angry and it got real loving and tender I feel like I feel like I'm living inside a washing machine that's inside a very busy bus terminal <clears throat> that in a large metropolitan center and I'm being shipped away to some undisclosed tropical island or somewhere that I don't know. It's a, I feel good. I feel, 
I feel very blessed and grateful to be alive. <laughs> so to start off, how did you start your career? I think I started my career before, like when I was in my mother's womb. Um, <laughs> uh, because ice, voice acting is based in isolation. So I think I really liked that, and I was post-mature. I didn't want to come out. So <laughs> I held on for a bit. Um, and then I was always a little shy kid, and I we moved around a lot. And I, I, I didn't really have a childhood that was – it was full of wonderment. There was wonderful times. But later on in life, things got a little, a little rough for me. Um, I learned how to hide, and I learned how to – um, sort of portray myself in any way I wanted and because that was to protect myself because I was um, you know I had a rough I had a rough upbringing for a bit um, yeah. and and so I used to act out or I used to hide and I used to make funny voices I spent a lot of time grounded like grounded in my room so <laughs> I would I would create stories and I would I would act in front of the mirror I would play music I would I would just do things like that and I remember thinking in grade six or seven that I know what I want to be I want to be a photographer no I want to be a chef no I want to do this I want to do that but it was always hanging around like photography or I wanted to work for National Geographic and then I wanted to become a chef. Um, and then I wanted to try different things, you know, that I didn't really know what I wanted to do because I wanted to be everything. I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to be a psychologist. I wanted to be a blah, blah, blah. But when you're labeled learning disabled age mm -hmm. and going through the system, you know, you don't really get many options because everyone considers you a, I don't know, not, not smart or not really fitting in. And yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Christian, because I can I, I can somewhat relate. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's not a common story, which is kind of sad, but... And so this went on for a bit, and I just tried different things. I've always been a dynamic personality. Uh, mm. Sometimes I'm extra for some people some people can't get enough of me but there's no real in between with me and that's been my whole life and as I got older I realized that this acting thing could be anything I wanted to be I could be all those things and I could portray them on TV or in movies or on the stage I didn't know I'd be in cartoons and so anyways, I I tried many, many different things, and nothing really stuck. All I know is that I never finished high school, and I couldn't get wait to get out of there because I auditioned for theater school, and I got into that, and I said, see you, high school. I left. <laughs> and then I get to theater school, and I'm like, hmm. And because I said, I'm going to be an actor. And then I get to theater school and go, this is boring AF. Because I didn't want to do stage. I wanted to make movies. I wanted to work in, um, in recording studios mm -hmm. and in, in, in studios and on film lots and do commercials and stuff. And then, well, I was in theater school. And then I did a play and I got an agent. 
because I left theater school early, so there's another thing I didn't finish. But I have an honorary degree, or you know, like a, a diploma in because I made it big, I guess. And mm-hmm. and then so I'm out there and I'm doing my thing, and then I realized that. I'm kind of bored with this too because I've created a parody of myself and it's all based on my looks and I didn't like that. So I booked this movie called The Jimi Hendrix Story or Hendrix and it was The Jimi Hendrix Story and then I went to um, California mm-hmm. and I met some people after that and next thing I know I'm living in California and in LA and I'm there for not really working. I'm doing a few things, but I'm mostly flying back home to Toronto to film and to shoot it. So then <laughs> I'm over there for a long time. And then I come home because it was just after 9-11. And it wasn't really cool to be a Canadian down in the States and not really have a job per se. And so I felt the pressure there to come back home. So I came back home just for a visit. I was going to go back, but then I come back home and I meet a beautiful girl from North Bay, Ontario. And after some um, heavy kissing, let's say, uh, (laughs) she tells me that I'm going to be a father. And I'm like, what? Record scratch skip. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Um, uh, geez. Well, what do I do with that? And then ah, my daughter shows up, and then I made an agreement with her mother saying that, because I only knew her mom for two months before the happy accident happened, and she said to me that, you know, it would be nice if you stayed here and local. And I said, okay, let's try that. So then I phoned my agent. I said, what can I do? What can I do? I don't want to travel so much. I want to be home with the kid and stop. And she said, well, you can you can do stage work. And I was like, nah, that's an expensive hobby. Screw that. I'm used to television money. You know what I'm saying? And then she goes, well, you can do voice work. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Because if you get behind a microphone, then you don't get in front of the camera anymore. Because that was true at the time. At the time, cartoon or voiceover people, they were way over there. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I started doing it, and uh, I started doing some voice work in my late 20s, and I couldn't get arrested. I really couldn't. That's why I didn't want to try it. I couldn't. I, I wasn't landing anything because I was going out for things that weren't me. And then I started booking little things here and there, but still, it wasn't me. I was more of a camera, on-camera person. But mm-hmm. then I realized when I spent time in California, I used to hang around all of these um, surfers who were teaching me how to surf. <laughs> the, the, the fat white guy from Canada that they you know wanted to make the captain of their hockey team, they were teaching me how to surf. And I loved the way they talked because they would do things like this. Yeah, bro, after the sesh, we should just go down to San Onofre and go to Wahoo Taco. And I'm all... <laughs> Oh, my God, keep talking. I love you. Now, I'm surrounded by this, and they, they were bugging me about my Canadian accent, and which I didn't know I had one, but I do now. I do understand what they meant now. 
But anyways, if you spend enough time in a place, you're going to adapt the sounds of the culture, especially if you really want to fit in and sound like that. So you know what I did? <laughs> I started talking like those guys. And, and I didn't know it, but when I moved back to Canada, I had a new sound. <laughs> and my friends would say, and especially if I had some wobbly pops, they were like, you sound like a dick. And I was like, whatever, dude. You sound like a dick. What, dude? And they're like, see, that's what I'm talking about. You sound like an obnoxious dick. That doesn't sound like you. And I was like, dude, you're harshing my mouth right now. And they were like, you're, you're an idiot. And so then I get a call. I get an audition for this cartoon called Sidekick. And it wasn't a... It wasn't like as if it was going right into series. It was going, it was just a pilot. And the breakdown said, Trevor Troublemeyer, 12. He's 12 years old and he's, obno he's an obnoxious, he's an obnoxious <laughs> pest. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> so I talked like this. <laughs> and I got the part and I was like, wicked. Then there was another call. For uh, a few months later, after I booked that one, there was another call, a breakdown for a cartoon called 16. Like the number 6 in teen. Yep. And I was to be reading for the role of Jude Lazowski, and it said, he's a chilled out skater dude. <laughs> you know, that is zenned out on his own plane, kind of his own thing. So I talk like this, and I threw in a laugh. <laughs> and I got the part. So then cut to three years later, and now I'm working for Fresh TV because they did 16 and they did Stoked and I'm doing some stuff. Then I audition for this, this, I get brought in from Tom McGillis and Fresh TV to do this cartoon called Total Drama. And there was like this huge cast. So they said, why don't you, uh, I was asked to audition for a character named Jeff a character named Harold, and a, another character, I don't even know what the name was. <laughs> and and I bombed terribly, because I'm for Harold, I'm trying to do this Napoleon Dynamite thing, and I'm like, this isn't me. I'm like, I play stoner dudes. Like, that's my thing. I don't do nerds. And then, <laughs> then I read for Jeff, and it was like my party guy, who was like, Jeff, you talk like this. And uh, he, and then Tom McGillis was like, "Nah, you know what? I hear too much Jude. I don't like it. Like, I don't like it." I was like, "Ouch, uh, rip," you know, sort of thing. And uh, that kind of sucked. So I knew I ran out. Of, I knew I wasn't going to do well on the third one. So I just said, "All right, I think I think I'm good. Like, I think I'm just going to go with my tail between my legs." And Tom goes, "Hold on a sec." And he hands me this monologue, and he goes, here, read this. Take some time. Go out in the hallway. We're going to see somebody else, and then read this. And I was like, okay. And he goes, here's the deal with this guy. He's a television host for a show, a reality show, and he's kind of like Jeff Probst and Ashton Kutcher from the show Punked. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Jeff Probst, he's just straight-laced guy. He's just no nonsense. But Ashton Kutcher, he's just an obnoxious prick. And then I was like, <laughs> wait a second. 
every time I've used that voice, I've gotten the job. So I start reading it, like, just a pretty much cold reader. I was like, last time on Total Drama. And I just started going off. And he was like, he was like, ooh, I like what you're doing there. And I was like, that's great, because I don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know what this guy looks like. At least the other guys had illustrations. He's like, this is really great. Thanks, Christian. I was like, I think he was just being nice to me because I was one of his most popular show on one of his most popular shows at the time and doing a job. And I thought he was just being nice to me. My agent calls me and says, um, you booked a total drama. And I was like, what? And I go, not as Harold or, or Jeff, right? And she's like, no, Chris McClune, McClay. I booked the host. And she's like, apparently. And I was like, I thought I pooped the bed. And so I used the same voice three times with different attitudes, and I booked the job. And uh, with that voice, with the, with Chris being the last time, that's the last time you heard that voice. But now I'm playing Jude on Total Drama Rama, and not only is Jude from a different show, a different universe, he's now four years younger. And I was like, what sorcery is this? And so apparently... This voice just wants to be heard in different forms. And now it's on your podcast. You will never get rid of me. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, Christian. Like, um, you know, since since our course known as Jude and and of course they're being produced by the same company, uh, the two shows, like, how did you handle recording Total Drama and Sixteen at the same time? Well, Here's the thing, 16 and Total Drama, when Total Drama was starting, 16 was shutting down. We knew that it was going to only last for this last season because there was a little bit of something between Fresh TV and Nelvana. I guess they didn't see eye to eye because when Tom McGillis and Jennifer Perch were doing 16, they were working at a place called Nelvana. They were employees of Nelvana who produced the show 16 and distributed it and all that stuff because you need a Canadian broadcaster. So they were working there. And then what happened was there was a little discrepancy or something happened. I'm not too sure, and it doesn't matter because I'm just an actor on the show. I'm not involved with how shows work. Um, nor do I want to be, you know, like when I was being an actor. So something happened there, and we didn't get renewed. So they decided to wrap it up and give it a final season. And then Jennifer Perch and Tom McGillis then started up their own company. They go, hey, 16 is blowing up. Do you want to make our own shows and not have to deal with bullshit from, like, you know, people? And they were like, and they just decided to do it. And then... They opened up Fresh TV, and they hooked up with Elliot Animation, and then they started cr creating their own content at, like, a super uber level. And I, you know, it was kind of sad to see 16 go, but the thing is, dude, that show still lives on. That's a part of a generation, you know, and yeah. people still watch that show. That was the last time you had appointment television that families used to watch that show together. So I'm just very grateful to Tom McGillis 
to Jennifer Perch, to um, Marilyn Ridley, who discovered me. It was actually Marilyn Ridley and Tom McGillis who pulled me in for this cartoon called Bob and Margaret, and they cast me to do a, re a revoice it for somebody else. And, man, it was Tom McGillis and Jennifer and, um, and uh, Marilyn Ridley who were working for Nelvana on that show who gave me my big break, and now I'm still working with them. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. impressive. That's very impressive for sure. <laughs> So yeah, it, I would. I never worked on like sixteen in total drama at the same time, but there was a few. There was a few year, a year maybe, where it was going on. But you see, as voice actors, bro, we are working on many shows and many commercials all the time. We're constantly using our voices. You know, we're either talking here or we're down here, or we're here, or we're just talking with our voice. Yeah, and. Um, and we're using them for all different things, and so a gig is a gig is a gig. The best part about working on shows is that what they do is they give you a voice reference. So every time you start a show, you get there, and they go, here's your voice reference, and it was from the first episode where you recorded something, and they keep playing you that so that you hit it every yeah. time, even if your voice has changed. Yeah. So I was just used to it. Plus, I thought I was pretty badass to be working on, like, four or five cartoons at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's on sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and absolutely, um, when it came to uh, Total Drama, um, as the show went on, uh, Chris McClain became uh, more psychotic, evil, and sinister. Um <clears throat> Uh, was it your idea, or was it, or was it the crew's idea to develop his personality uh, in in this direction? Well, uh, to answer your question plainly, no, I had nothing to do with that. I am just an actor that gets called upon to either do a, um, you know, do an audition or a self tape to see what I would bring and bring into the character. And sometimes I'm brought in to told exactly how to do it, but do it my way. Mm -hmm. And that's all I was. That's all I am on Total Drama is just an actor. Mm -hmm. Because you, when they do a show, they have what's called a writing summit. Mm -hmm. And together, and they get all the writers. They choose the writing team. And every writer will pick. And these writers are hand-picked for a specific reason, like certain writers for certain shows, right? So they put together the room, they call it. They put together a writer's room, and they get all these writers together. And then what they do is each writer comes up with a concept, like with a different kind of, like, I, I think here's an idea, and they flesh it out a bit. Then they throw them all in the pot, and the story editor, who is Terry McGurin right now on Total Drama, um, who is the voice of Dawn, and he's the voice of Jonesy, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, so what happens is the story editor then picks their favorite ones, and it's kind of like a group meeting because everyone's going to work on it, but each writer will pitch in, let's say, I don't know, five, six, seven ideas, mm -hmm. and they Make 52 episodes out of 12 writers. Do you know what I mean? So you see everyone pitches in some. And depending on what they agree upon, each writer who write it, wrote a concept 
gets that thing, and now they're on the hook for those scripts. Mm -hmm. So I guess it was decided in the Bible that they created during all this that as it went on, Chris would get more and more, well, Chris, you know? <laughs> and that was because they were seeing it. They wanted it to go five years. So you've got to start giving the, the, um, the character some more depth and layers. Because we as performers start to get more and more into it, and we start to really embody the character. But that whole thing of what the character was going to be like was decided long ago when they wrote the Bible for the show, and they said, in season one, he'll be like this. In season two, this will happen. In season three, this will happen. And they do that for all the characters, and they stick to the Bible. Mm -hmm. So I had nothing to do with it. It was predestined sadism <laughs> that's something for sure i mean i mean before you started doing chris mcclain you were you were not so uncomfortable with uh being mean and cruel i mean i mean what made you decide to continue forward with doing with doing chris McC uh, chris mcclain sorry repeat that again i didn't quite follow like why why did i keep continuing with it yeah i mean because because you weren't you weren't one to you weren't one to you weren't one with you weren't one that was comfortable with being mean and cruel. No, I wasn't actually. And there were some parts, like thank God it wasn't a live action show, but there were some parts of it where it was like, this is really mean. Like this is really mean. I know it's a cartoon, but on a human level, kids are watching this, and sometimes some remarks got back. So. Here's, a, here's an interesting fact that you might want to know about, you little Total Drama fans. <laughs> so back when we were doing uh, Revenge of the Island, right? Yep. That, when was that? Uh, what year was that? Um, was that four? Season four? Yeah, I could think. Yeah, because I think season three was World Tour. And I think season four, yes. Season four was Revenge of the Island. So here's an interesting fact. Total Drama was going full force here with a bunch of, you know, it's just this imaginary universe. And there was this island that we were on, Total Drama, and Chris turned it into a toxic waste dump. You remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what had happened was, do you remember when Fukushima happened? Oh, oh, okay. I, I, right? I, 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 could, I could sort of recollect. <laughs> so Fukushima happened, there was an earthquake and a nuclear plant, oh. a gen nuclear generating plant, went underwater and polluted the whole Pacific Ocean. It was a tragedy with radiation and toxic, toxic substances, right? Yeah. Now, that was a tragedy not only for Japan but us around the world. It just killed Mother Earth. The Pacific Ocean will never be the same now. So when that happened, well, in our storyline, in the stuff that we were recording, we had a an island with this volcano stuffed full of nuclear waste that was e leaking out and doing stuff because it was funny in the cartoon until the earthquake happened. And then when the earthquake happened and the Pacific Ocean and people died and there was, uh, you know, an earthquake and all this toxic waste went into the ocean. Well, guess what? 
to make a cartoon making that funny, it didn't work. So we had to go on hiatus for a bit, and they had to rewrite the whole vibe of the season for Revenge of the Island. And that was a lot of drama. That was a lot of drama. Wow. How did we get how did we get on that? I had a point to that. See what happens with podcast and freeform? I'll just talk my way into like a next universe. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. I just like talking about total drama because I haven't talked about it forever, man. Yeah. Like I haven't talked about this forever to any fans or anything. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, cause it's been like been like I don't know how many years now. <laughs> well, twelve years ago, just the other day, was the first episode of Total Drama. Twelve <laughs> yeah. years. Ago. Yeah, it's crazy to think it's been already twelve years. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So twelve years ago, I was seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So I was seven. Uh, uh, okay, so now. I'm, uh, 40, and then 39, 38, 37, 36, 35. So I was 35 when we started Total Drama. Yeah. I'm now 47. Wow. I'm going to be, in three years, I'm going to be 50. What happened? <laughs> Absolutely. That's okay, dude. I may be 47, but I sound like a 16-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So you can... Suck it, everybody. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, anyway, so uh, um, I have a few questions for you. Um, do you have any advice for aspiring voice actors? Yeah, I do. I do. Don't compare yourself to anyone. Nobody above you, nobody beside you, on either side, nobody behind you, nobody in front of you, even the people underneath you, even the people around you. Even the new people in your life that come in and, and some of the people that have been there too long and should probably go. Don't compare yourself to any of them. And also, be a tourist to your talent. Be a tourist to your talent. Don't, don't be the producer. Don't be the mechanic. Don't be the custodian. Don't be the fan. Be the tourist to your talent. Because... As a tourist, you just enjoy things because they're not your everyday thing. Yeah. They're not your, your, you know, you don't get bored of it when you're a tourist. You always want to explore and see new things and you feel free mm -hmm. as opposed to this is where I live, this is who I am, this is what I do, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So be a tourist to your talent and know that it's not your mouth and your throat that make the voice, it's everything. It's yeah. your body. It's the size and shape of your body. It's how your nasal cavity is shaped. It's about your personality, not mm -hmm. about doing other voices. It's about who you are. There's only one you, and they're always looking for new voices and new faces. So just do you. If they ask you to read lines, you do it your way. You show them what you got based on their 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 descriptions of what they want. Then you go, oh, okay, I see. You want this and that and this? Well, this and that and this sounds like this, this, and this to me. So this is the way I'm going to do it. 
Don't try to fit into anybody else's mold because it's a moving target. Don't try to addition or nail a part thinking that's how it's done. Because as you venture on into voice world, you figure out, oh, I will never stop learning how to become a better voice actor. Like a photographer chasing the close-up of the sunset. You'll get there one day, but just be the tourist to your talent. <laughs> absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, do you have any final words of wisdom? Do I have any final words of wisdom? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say, but it's just going to come out. <laughs> Actually, I do have one. And what's I that? Do. Remember when we talked about Marilyn Ridley, the oh, voice director? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This woman has taught me everything. And I I respect her so much. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, she's been my mentor. She's been my rock. And she's been my, you know, a big influence in my life. And she has a ring. And it was given to her by her mother. And it said this. And I'll never forget this. Here's my words of wisdom to you all from Marilyn Ridley's ring. Love many, trust few, and always paddle your own canoe. <laughs> there you go, man. There is my words of wisdom. <laughs> that, that's, that's clever. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else? What? I just want to say that to everybody be kind be yeah. kind to yourself and be kind to others because when you're kind you are clear and when you are clear you are kind so be kind because uh, then you're yeah was that too heavy man did i bring the room down because i could be like next time on this guy's podcast <laughs> Uh, uh, no. Um, so anyway, so how people can get in contact with you, Christian? You know what? Just uh, find me on Facebook. I, I, I don't really do anything else other than Facebook because uh, there's so much of it, and I don't understand. It's too much, and I'm usually in a booth and or doing something or sticking a finger in my belly button and staring at the ceiling going, I just need to chill the F out for a bit. <laughs> so if I do communicate with any fans, it's usually on Facebook. Um, you can also check out my studio page. I have a studio page, and we're called The Infinity Forge. And I have my business partner, Stephanie Yelovich. Um, she's like this wicked opera singer that blows my mind. And you guys, you know what? I'd love to be on your podcast again with Stephanie, and we can talk about how to get into voice acting. But we work at a little studio called the infinity forge so get on that page and like it and keep you know watch we we do all these you know little videos about voice acting about podcasting how to get into it home recording equipment how to make your own cartoons all that stuff so please come check us out man uh, absolutely absolutely christian so so christian potenzo i'd like to thank you so much for your time and it was an honor having you on today it was it, it, it was it was quite fun. <laughs> Dude, the pleasure is all mine. It was like vitamins for my soul. And I, anytime you want me back, bro, let's do this. <laughs> so, so, so you have a, so you have a good night, man. All right, man. You too. All the love. <laughs> Bye. Never let the drama end. 
Never let the drama end. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you would like to continue to be a part of Aaron's journey, consider donating to the podcast monthly. Head on over to my anchor page for more information on how to get exclusive bonus content and more.